Alright everyone, so welcome to the first episode of Fights and Fitness. Um, I'm Erin, the host of the podcast, and I am super excited about the first episode, um, although I am pretty excited about everything, you will learn that. So just a little disclaimer in the beginning, I am not a fight analyst, I'm not a fight expert, I just absolutely love MMA, it is, along with CrossFit, my favorite sport. I have done BJJ before, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is something that I did for a little while. I'd love to get back to it, my four-year-old does Jiu-Jitsu, so... She's a little bit tougher than me, I will say, but it is my absolute favorite sport to watch, so you will get a lot of enthusiasm on here, that's for sure. Um, I am not an elite crossfitter at this point. I am competing you know, at a scaled level at the moment. Well, I've done one competition, so absolutely loved it. I'm doing my, I'm going to do another one in June, I've decided, so that's going to be a pairs one, so that'll be super fun. Um... I have been competing in pole dancing, so I've been uh, pole dancing competitively for, geez, six and a half years now, so I was a dancer when I was young, and it just kind of, naturally, when I, after I had my first child, she was about one and a half, and I got uh, back into dancing, I'd quit for a long time to study, so I got into it, and I absolutely loved it, but last year, just a little background, last year, May, I was competing in Croatia, I'd won a few competitions in Ireland, um, and I just, I had such a drive in me to win, I loved it, I loved every minute of it, the competing, the lights, the stage, everything, but I was on stage, and I knew that my left hamstring was weakened, I didn't know that I'd actually torn it earlier that day, it wasn't a major tear at the time, but I could feel, um, that it was weak, uh, something wasn't right, and I should have listened <laughs> to everyone around me, but I had gotten into um, the Croatia um, Aerial Universe competition, which is amazing, and the people are amazing, the uh, organisers are brilliant, Ingrid, absolutely love all of them, great uh, competition, and I love Croatia, I took my family this time, I'd competed the year before, came second in New Star, New Star and automatically got into pro, so I was so excited to compete pro in Croatia and um, yeah, halfway through the routine I went to a move called Spatchcock, so you can imagine. I look it up, uh, pole move Spatchcock if you want to see. And as I went into it, basically your legs are one side, your body is the other. And I felt it and I heard it tear at the same time. So after that, I must say I've been plagued with uh, stage fright because of it. Just I had nightmares about it. It's taken so long. But what really got me through it was CrossFit. So in March, I'll have been doing CrossFit properly for a year. And it really helped me. Like, obviously, I teach Pilates. So that has helped me as well, obviously, uh, with mobility and lengthening. And I've recently got my splits back on that side, which is fantastic. Uh, a huge Huge uh, milestone for me on that side after tearing it. But yeah, so long story short, I have stopped competing in pole for now. I don't know when I'll be able to get back, but I'm happy to keep training with my best friend in pole and and uh, kind of concentrate on CrossFit at the moment because I don't feel the same pressure to win in CrossFit. I kind of really just want to do it for the fun of it. And it's just, I'm loving it. I'm loving getting a lot stronger. I'm loving all of it. So Again, not an elite CrossFit athlete, but I'm hoping to get there. So the podcast is available on Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Spotify right now. So um, uh, hopefully I will let you know when it's on more platforms. So hopefully on Apple soon. 
I will be getting an email up and running for you guys to email and ask questions to the uh, podcast. I will have that up and running in the next little while. So first just the fight card last week. So that was fight night 166 at the PNC Arena in North Carolina. That was... um, That was Curtis Blades versus JDS. Now, I I actually like both fighters very much. So I really like Junior Dos Santos. I really do. I can't believe that he's actually younger than I am. Um, but obviously in the heavyweight division, Curtis Blades is is even younger than that. Uh, early thirties, and which is really as like my some of my favorite podcasters, the um, co-main event podcast with Chad Dundas and Ben Folks, um, they were saying like that's a baby in the heavyweight division. It really is. So it's really good to have that new blood there. Uh, I really like Curtis Blades. And I know that he was asking for a title shot. I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, so the heavyweight division, you know, Stipe, DC3, is that going to happen? Stipe doesn't want to. But uh, we will discuss that in a little bit, what's next for the heavyweight division. But Curtis Blades... Defeated JDS via TKO in round two. You could even see in round one, though, that Blades was hurting him. You could see in round one that Blades was hurting him. And to be, and to be honest, coming into this, I did expect Blades to win, but you never know with JDS. And the thing is, with heavyweight, if JDS comes back and wins again, has two wins in a row, he's back to title contention. It's crazy. But, you know, you can... You can really get old in the in the heavyweight division. Funny side note, I heard that Tiago Alves has joined Bare Knuckle FC. Um, I'm just like, really? Is that just where MMA fighters go to live out the rest of their days? I have watched uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing a few times. I watched the Paul Malinaji versus Artem Lobov. I watched both fights between Artem Lobov and Jason Knight. No idea why they ran that back. Especially since Jason Knight absolutely adores Artem Lobov. It's really funny. But it is quite brutal. It really is. Um, I'm um, I'm not saying I have anything you know, major against it, if that's what they want to do, a lot of my friends do not like MMA or fighting, they say it's just violence, for me, it is um, not just senseless violence, these people are being paid, they're hopefully being uh, monitored, they're training for this, they're... now, I know that it's a long road, and you only really get the, the, the big bucks at the end, but um, I love watching it, and I'm not trying to say that they're not, you know, getting damaged, and it's just... She's bare knuckle. I don't know. When I watch it, it is just, it is quite brutal. Anyway, so the co-main event was Michael Chiesa to, um, versus RDA. And all the breakdowns I heard before this, like I was listening to Heavy Hands, also one of my other favorite podcasts. And I at first um, had picked Chiesa. And then when I was listening to all the breakdowns, I was like, oh God, yeah, RDA is, I mean, absolutely brilliant. He does not lose to chumps, you know. But in this one, I was... I was really um, a little taken aback. Um, although obviously Kiesa is brilliant, he's got a brilliant ground game, but like he just took RDA down the whole time. It was it was uh, was a really good really good showing for him. He defeats RDA by decision. My favorite part of the fight was afterwards when TC interviews him, and he's like, "He's gonna keep it short." And I actually do like it when they keep it short. My worst part 
is when you can see that DC or Bisping or Anik, whoever's in the ring, in the octagon, is like, oh, we kind of have to go. And the fighter's like, just one more thing, one more thing. Um, so, but I get it. Like, maybe this is a huge big deal for them. Obviously, they want to have some time to thank everybody. But So, Kiesa defeats Ardia versus decision. Absolutely brilliant. Calls out Colby Covington. I don't see Covington going for it, but at the same time, he's coming off a loss. So, that would be cool. That would be cool. I would favor Covington, though. I would. Um, over Kesa, but then again, he looked brilliant and he looked big. He looks good in the welterweight division. This is a really good win because uh, Diego Sanchez and Carlos Condit, like both, I mean, fine fighters, great fighters, but not really at the beginning of their career. Okay, uh, the third fight from the top Alex Perez defeats Jordan Espen. Nosa versus uh, Via Nosevia. I think I'm getting his uh, last name wrong, and I'm really, really sorry. I wrote it down, and I'm just um. Oh, Jordan Espinosa. Yeah, perfect. Via submission in round one. Really good. Glad to see Alex Perez back. Was really great. Uh, enjoyed that one. One of my favorite was Angela Hill versus Hannah Cyphers. Just Angela Hill looking really good. I remember she was. In the uh, UFC, got cut, um, went and did really well outside the UFC, then came back. And, you know, just really good to see her. She was really powerful in there. Defeats Hannah Cyphers versus T uh, via TKO uh, in round two. Hannah Cyphers, for me, is really uncomfortable to watch. Maybe not when she's fighting, but when she's walking in, when anyone talks to her, when anyone looks at her, when she's in front of the camera for any amount of time. It makes me uncomfortable because she just looks like she wants to run away. Like you just look like you want to say, it's okay, sweetie, you can go do something else. Now, obviously, she's a really good fighter. She's an elite fighter, but she just looks so uncomfortable. But I know that that is media and all that stuff. And just because you're a fighter doesn't mean you're good with media. But she always just look, looks on the verge of tears. Um, but good win for Angela Hill. I thought she was great, even in the, the post-fight um, interview. Because I know Hannah Cyphers was hometown and all that. Then Jamal Hill defeats Darko Stosic via decision. What a cool name, Darko. Isn't it? Darko Stosic. Or Stosic. Really cool. Now, Darko looked a lot more powerful in that first round. But I actually remember watching and turning to my husband going, he's going he's gonna to get very tired. And Hill just kept doing his thing. And you could see how tired Darko was. So... Really good there for Jamal. Um, good win. I uh, really, really enjoyed that fight. Um, so now just going to what's coming up. We've got a break. And then it is... Oh, and last week also, uh, Balator. Um, I will discuss that on the next one. Um, great to see uh, Cyborg back in action. Um, and Sergio Pettis in Balator now. That's interesting. Uh, so next we've got 9th of Feb, UFC 247. Jones versus Reyes. This I'm really looking forward to. This is going to be great. Um, I'm... What can I say? I am kind of rooting for Reyes. 
although Jones obviously is just something else, uh, pound for pound base fighter. He is brilliant, but I would like to see if someone can can beat him. I did think that Tiago Santos was close to beating him with like one knee or zero knees. So I did think that Tiago Santos was, you know, very close to me. I mean, it was a split decision, but Jones is obviously um, one of the best fighters to ever do it. So I don't know. I'm 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 gonna just hedge my bets on Reyes for now. I'm gonna pick Reyes for now. Then Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Shukagian. 100% picking Valentina, and I was watching the promo for this, and Shukagian saying, Valentina's never you know, faced a fighter like me, and then Valentina said, yes, everyone says, in her lovely accent, I love her accent, everyone says that I've never, and it's true, every single time, I mean, but what else, it's supposed to say, obviously the challenger has to be confident, you can't go into this if you're not confident, but I just don't see it, Valentina's just good everywhere, so... I definitely think Valentina Shevchenko will win that. Also very interesting on the main card is Elir Latifi going into the heavyweight division. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. He's, I mean, he's he's big, powerful guy, but he's so small. Like versus uh, Derek Lewis. I know, you know, um, DC is not a very tall guy and he does very well in the heavyweight division. Obviously um, ex-champ of the heavyweight division, but still, I don't know. Be interesting to see Latifi versus Lewis, Derek Lewis. I would, oh, I don't know. I think I would, you just never know with Lewis though. I would favor Lewis, but you know what? Oh, then again, I don't know. But Derek Lewis, my absolute favorite thing about Derek Lewis is when he is on the ground when someone takes him down, just watching him take a break. And then when he decides that's enough and he just stands up. It is honestly my favorite thing. Just to watch him just go, well, I'm going to take a break because I am tired, but eh, no, I'm done. I want to get up. And he just stands up, just shakes a guy off him. And he is dangerous till the last second. We have seen that in his his other fights that he can he can knock you out one second before the bell. So that'll be interesting. Um, also, Mirsad Bektic versus Dan Ige on that uh, main card. The prelims, very interested to see Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Vera. I oof, I really like both fighters. I'm hoping for a win for Jimmy Rivera, but I w- obviously wouldn't be surprised if it's Marlon Vera who wins, but that'll be a great fight. Uh, Lauren Murphy versus Andrea Lee. Very similar records there. I do favor Andrea Lee in that one. And on the early prelims, really interested to see Andre Ewell, Mr. Highlight. Uh, former wins against Henan Barrow. And obviously Anderson Dos Santos in last June was the most recent one. But I really like Andre Ewell. So that'll be that'll be a good fight. So that's coming up on the 9th of Feb. That's the next one. So we have a week break there. So just the UFC picture. So just going through the rank uh, the divisions here. Uh, we have the flyweight division. Um, so that's going to be sorted out. Thank, thank goodness. I'm really, really happy that Suhudo vacated his belt. Very happy about that. I just, his shtick, because that's what you can call it, it, it actually drives him. I don't like it at all. But he is making, you know, and this is the problem. Like, it, it is rewarded, isn't it? And why wouldn't they do it? Fighters want to make money, and I don't blame them because this is a brutal sport. So get in, get out. I mean, Conor McGregor had the had the right idea when he said that. Like, I want to get in. I want to get out as quickly as I can. And he, you know, he talked his way up the ladder. I mean, obviously, you have to back it up, which Cejudo does do. 
I don't think he won the Demetrius Johnson fight, but, you know, on the record books, that's what it says. So, I mean, he is a brilliant fighter, so um, he does back it up, but still, the shtick, Um, so the flyweight division, we're going to have Joseph Benavidez versus Davison Figueredo, fight night 169, so that'll be a good one, bantamweight, this is a bit of a sore point, obviously I love Aldo, but he's been a bantamweight for, bantamweight for one fight, which he lost, whether you think he won or not, he lost, and he's still getting to go against Cejudo, I get that they don't want Marlon Moraes to go against Cejudo because he just lost to him. But what about Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling? But anyway, that, so Dana White said that they are targeting Aldo versus Cejudo for UFC 250. Let's just hope that Aldo, you know, can silence that, that hype train there with Cejudo. But I, I will have my money on, on Aldo there. Uh, maybe that's for other reasons. Okay, so featherweight. Obviously, we've got a champion Volkanovski. I wouldn't be in favor of an immediate rematch with um with Max, purely because I think Max needs a break, but then again, who am I to tell him what to do? But I I know that it was very competitive, but I don't think at any point like at the end of the fight I I wasn't thinking that Max won. So maybe Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie is one of my absolute favorite fighters of all time. So I would be delighted to see him get the get the title shot. Maybe Zabit versus Yair then. I would love to see that fight. I know it was supposed to happen before, before he got cut, before Yair got cut. I would love to see that fight. I don't think Zabit is ready for um, a title shot. But again, would I be surprised if he got it? Not really. Okay, so the lightweight picture. Obviously, it's a bit murky, but at least we have the title fight in April. Fingers crossed and everything else. So let's just uh, hope that that happens because I know well, it's four or five times before they've tried this. I wonder who's going to be waiting in the wings just in case. Will it be Connor? Gaethje? Uh, so Khabib versus Tony in April. I I have my money on Tony. And I think that's wishful thinking because I would like uh, Tony to win. I think Tony's one of my uh, favorite fighters as well, even though obviously Khabib, uh, one of the most dominant fighters ever to do it. And yeah, after that, let's, whoever wins that, you never know, that might be Conor McGregor's next fight, although I would be more in favor of Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal. I think that makes more sense. Conor has only won one fight since he's been back, and let's not even go into all his troubles outside of the cage, which I think has really obviously tarnished his reputation, especially here in Ireland. People are not feeling the same way about him. You talk to anyone around here, whenever I tell people, you know, I would... Um, there's obviously not as many women that I talk to about fighting as there are men um, in my circle of friends. So, and even all of them, most of them, no, they're not really in favor of Connor after everything. He just, I think Ireland was so happy to have this huge sports star doing wonders for the MMA world. And then he just, you know, I don't know, got consumed by everything and young guy making so much money. I'm sure it is difficult to deal with it, but I mean, no one's feeling sorry for him. So we uh, obviously we don't know what's going on outside of the cage now, uh, but we shall see what happens with Khabib versus Tony, and he might get that winner, but I, I really would like to see him fight Jorge Masvidal, I think that's the best one to make. So welterweight, obviously Kamaru Usman, uh, great champion, 
I would like to see him versus Edwards next. Now, I know uh, he beat Edwards before, but in his post-fight press conference after he beat Colby, he did say that uh, he believes Edwards is the deserving contender, and he is. I think he is next in line. Um, Obviously, oh, in lightweight, oh, I was going to say, because I was thinking, is Gaethje next after that? But I know that Felder also has a fight, fight night 168, against Dan Hooker. So that could be kind of a, a number one contender fight as well. So we shall see what happens there. But whenever Connor's in the mix, you never know what's going to happen in lightweight. Okay, so we have Adesanya versus Yoel Romero, UFC 248 in March. And I think that that is extremely brave <laughs> of Adesanya. And it just shows what kind of champion he is. He's going for the contender. Now, I know some people might say that Yoel Romero is not deserving, but Elder just got a fight, um, uh, is getting a title fight. So why not? And anyone who wants to, to go step in a cage against Yoel Romero uh, gets big credit. Uh, I, would, I would still favor Adesanya in that. So light heavyweight, uh, so that was middleweight, now light heavyweight picture, we have Joe's versus Reyes, obviously not the Feb, we said that, uh, we have heavyweight Stipe versus Cormier 3, or is the Rosenstreich versus, uh, versus Nganu, is that the number one contender fight? Now obviously Stipe is, you know, beat Nganu, but, um, is that the number one contender fight? I know I'm very excited about Cyril Gan. Very excited about him. I think he's a great prospect. He's just brilliant um, with submission wins and uh, great, really great, I think, uh, addition to uh, that division. Okay, so the women's division, obviously we've got Weili Zhang, or sorry, Zhang Weili versus Joanna uh, Jonjecic at UFC 248 in March. I actually don't know, but I do think that I favor Joanna. So I would love to see Joanna get back to being champion. I really would. I'd be absolutely delighted. The best thing for her was uh, for Rose Namajunas to lose her um, belt. So yeah, that worked out nicely for her. I would pick Joanna, but obviously Weili Zhang, also very powerful, very strong, great fighter. Flyweight. UFC 247, Valentina Shevchenko versus Chikagian. We've already said that. My money's definitely on Valentina. She is, I mean, her whole life is training. Her, her sister, her coach, that's it. Training. And I do love her her new hair color. It's completely off topic, but I do think it suits her. Looks much better. Uh, bantamweight and featherweight. Obviously, we have Manu Nunes. What is left? What What is left there? Is she going to do the boxing route? <laughs> um, I'm glad that in her post-fight press conference, she was like, mm, no, I am. I'm an MMA fighter. That's it. She knows. She knows that she will not win. But uh, if Clarissa Shields wants to come over to MMA, she should take her time to actually train. Uh, you know, obviously, I'd still favor um, Amanda Nunes, but however. Uh, Aspen Ladd. Holly home. How is Holly is still up there, man? Still up after still after that not very interesting win over Raquel Pennington. Something happened to Raquel Pennington after that last Amanda. I swear she should never have gone out after she told her corner she didn't want to. Uh but yeah, so we don't know really what's happening with Amanda there, but um 
Yeah, I don't know what's next for Amanda. She's just decimated the divisions, hasn't she? There's not really a featherweight division anyway. Um, didn't really work out with Megan Anderson the way they, they expected, did it? Okay, so just moving over to CrossFit. Uh, strength and depth. Um, I was at the other sanctional, uh, one of the other sanctionals, Filthy 150 in Ireland. Uh, in Dublin, absolutely loved it. I only went to one day, but absolutely loved it. The vibe was so great. I got to meet the Talking Elite Fitness guys. Well, actually, only one half of the Talking Elite Fitness guys. I met Sean Woodland, and I got to buy a T-shirt. But I don't like to fangirl on people, so I was just like, I really love your show. Okay, thanks. I'm going to buy this T-shirt. <laughs> that was it. I just couldn't bother him anymore, you know. But Kristen Holter, what an experience. Sarah Sigmund's daughter, it was just... Brilliant. Emma McQuaid, wow, she is just doing wonders for the Irish crossing community, obviously her, Mickey Smith, um, PD Savage, it's just, all of them, it's just really great to see them succeed. So uh, Strength and Depth uh, was held in London, England, and I must say the live streams have just become better and better because I know when everything changed with um, CrossFit, you know, uh, getting rid of the media in there uh, at HQ and stuff and everything going outside. It was so uncertain. Obviously, the first few live streams weren't uh, what we were used to. Um, but now, I mean, this was really great. I loved the coverage. And they had different guests in the booth with them to talk, like Sam Briggs and Scott Pancheck and Tia Toomey, um, Chris Henshaw. And it was just brilliant. I absolutely loved the whole thing. I got to watch all of it. I just binged it. So, you know, I can stream to my um, TV. So I just like doing my uh, chores while watching that. Just loved it. So obviously we had individual tickets and team tickets available for the Cross the Games. And teams obviously have to get it not through the Open, but through sanctionals. So it's a big deal for them. So Mayhem Freedom wins. Okay. They won. They did really badly in the run, but then just watching them together. And, and this this is really important. Everyone's like, yeah, but they work together so much. Scott Panchik is new. I know the other three have worked together for a while, but Scott, Panch Scott Panchik is new. And the addition of one new team member can really shake things up. So just the way, now I know him and Rich would know each other for a long time, etc. But it was just brilliant. Watching him hand clean over 100 kilos was epic. The technique, this to me is always the most important. Like when you watch these elite athletes, and that's what I want as I get better at CrossFit, I always want great technique. I don't want to be one of those people, you know, when you see them lift and you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, they're going to die. No, um, I really, just watching them is just, their work ethic is so great, the way they work together. Oh, Rich Ferning is just brilliant. Uh, the the announcer on the floor, the, the girl who was, the lady who was um, interviewing people afterwards, she said to Rich after one of the things, she goes, so you've just had the main classic recently. And I, I watched that as well. That was really great. You've just had the main classic recently. And what do you think of, obviously it was very different programming that you did versus the programming here. She goes, what, how did you feel about doing some stuff that was a bit more CrossFit-y? <laughs> he was like, well, I think that, you know, CrossFit, um, a little, a lot more like, you know, actual CrossFit. And he's like, well, I kind of think that mine was, uh, you know, actual CrossFit. It was very awkward. They win, but what, what really, okay, so Team Wade finished second and trainlikefight.com finished third. Team Wade was exceptional. This was the highlight for me. Obviously, you're watching Mayhem Freedom, 
always a highlight for me. But this was amazing to me. Team Wade. Mickey Smith, Emma McQuaid, Army uh, Belavikius, I'm sorry if I'm messing that up, and Helena Collins from the UK. They smashed it, okay? They were actually in the lead for quite a while. And they came second. They really gave May and Freedom a run for their money. And they've obviously not been together that long. Now, I know they would know each other, but absolutely brilliant. Really impressed with them. Uh, so Mayhem Freedom gets their ticket uh, in the strength and depth and have said that they're going to do quite a few sanctions. So that will be fun. In the women's division, Laura Horvath wins. Second is Gabriela Migala. Third, Hayley Adams. Fourth, Camilla Salamonson-Hellman. And in fifth, Kelsey Keel. Sixth, Steph Chung. Just missing out there. But the big story is obviously Laura Horvath looked great. And her on the rower. I love that. That actual rowing event on the water. I thought this was brilliant. And just to watch. I think it's great for people to see this. That CrossFit is transitioning into the actual sport. And um, that, you know, we, we don't just row inside. It was great to see it. It was great. They're great athletes. So Laura did great in that event. Um, but the great story is that Kelsey Kill uh, gets her ticket to the Games. First time as an individual. Obviously, she's been on teams. Most recently, Invictus um, Boston with my uh, absolute favorite, Tola Marroquino. Uh, he is just, he's also going, um, obviously, individual. He is just one of my faves. Watching him at the Mayhem Classic. He did the workout with the handstand uh, push-ups and the cleans as if it was nothing. That man can move weight and he does yoga. So absolute favorite, one of my favorites. So Kelsey Kill is also one of my faves. I think she's gorgeous. Uh, she seems like the nicest person. So I was super happy for her and she can move weight. She was doing some of those cleans. Touch and go. The heavy, heavy cleans. So she stamps her ticket there. So the men, obviously Matt Fraser, literally ran away with it. Not great in the run, not great in the row, not terrible, but he didn't win those. But he won everything else, and that's the way to do it. He's just perfect at his movements, and the way he paces himself. I watch him breathe. You know, he just, that sounded creepy. Um, but I watched him, you know, just he... The way he paces it, I think, and Rich Froning is the same. He knows he's pacing. He knows they both look at where everybody is. And I think this is important if you're wanting to win. Concentrate on yourself, of course, but just understand how long. Matt was watching the people around him to see, okay, when can I take a breather? When do I need to start again? Just so that I'm in front. Brilliant. David Sharanki, the hometown um the hometown hero for this one. Uh, obviously, Zach George was there, but he's got his ticket already. But absolutely delighted for David Sharanki, who is who's absolutely brilliant. He was great on the water. Obviously, having done it before, but great rower. Really happy for him. He was so excited. So I love seeing that. He was really great. He really pushed Matt as well. Lucas Hoberg, obviously coming third, so not getting his ticket. He will be at other events. He did not do the Open. So let's let's hope he gets it now. My fave of the weekend was Branislav Alokovic. Um, so Bran is my favorite. He really is. He's just brilliant. Now I know he, if he had just done better in the run, he would have got his ticket. But I do believe he'll get his ticket in another one. Obviously, he does need to um, work on his uh, endurance events there. He, but, I mean, the man is brilliant. He, it's just great seeing athletes like him. Specialists that you just, oh, it's just wonderful to watch him move weight. It is. 
And then when he does his little, um, his crane position, as I call it, his, uh, yeah, one foot. Oh gosh, can you imagine? He's just absolutely brilliant. So that was great to watch. What a great event. Great coverage. Um, obviously, Hayley Adams was brilliant. Laura Horvath, brilliant. Gabriel Magala. Just everyone. I loved watching it. Um, and just great support from the crowd. Everyone was so great uh, and very loud, very supportive, very encouraging to all the athletes. Getting behind all the athletes. If they were, you know, a little bit behind, they got behind them. And that's what I love about CrossFit. I will say that no matter what, you want people to do well. Everybody, once you finish, you are cheering on the next person. You know, you want them to do well. You you want to, and as Tia Toomey said uh, during the broadcast, if they're better, it makes me better. I want the best competitors there so that I'm better. Okay, so uh, that's it for episode number one. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe and I will let you know about the email next time. And you can email in questions or comments. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I just will end and I want to end every week on just a little bit of my progression. And I am working towards my competition. We have qualifiers in April. Um, I obviously cannot walk on my hands yet, but I have four steps. Uh, handstand push-ups are getting better uh, my keeping handstand push-ups I am getting a lot better at them uh, I can do one bar muscle up at a time <laughs> and that's hit and miss uh, my snatch is very light still but it is my the movement that scares me the most and I want to do it properly same with my overhead squats so snatch I PR'd the other day with 35 kg um, I'm not sure in pounds probably 74 pounds I, I don't know I need to do that but you can just multiply it by 2.2 so 35 kg overhead squat 32.5 kg and I know that I'm able for more it's just fear uh, so squats at the moment I haven't tested my one rep max in a while but five sets of five reps today started with 52.5 kg then did two sets at 55 one set of 57.5 and one set at 58.5 deadlifts we were working up to one set of five heavy and I'm really proud of myself for this because it has been a fear ever since I tore my hamstring but today I got up to a heavy set of five reps uh, 76 kg my one rep max used to be 97.5 but that was before the uh, injury so we shall see so that was great I've got a bit of a shoulder and um, injury and uh, I've got tendonitis at the elbow so that is hindering me a little bit. So I didn't do what they did for the what. And uh, today I just rode for 30 minutes moderate. And went for a lovely uh, run with my lovely ladies afterwards. So that is a bit of my progress. So uh, once I get that email up and running, feel free to email me yours. Because we might not be Matt Fraser or Tia Toomey. But we love CrossFit and we're progressing at our own rate. That's the main thing. Alright, stay safe, stay fit. <laughs>